Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business story people you know people stories you, know. you don't stories you yeah, don't so you got me all messed up here welcome and <laughs> welcome low country to another edition of our wonderful show of entrepreneurship and leadership heard here on 94.3 WSC and simulcast on iHeartRadio every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Thanks for spending your Saturdays with us. Or if you happen to be on a podcast, listen to us this morning or afternoon, wherever it may be, what time. Thank you for tuning that dial to www.coastalwm.com and clicking on that radio icon and listen to us via podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox. And I'm Leslie Haywood. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings. Go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, or talk to us on Twitter at BTBCHS. And I believe uh, we will have some cool pictures up later this week of what's going on here in the studio. So if you want to just kind of get a feel for what you're hearing every Saturday morning, go on to that Facebook link and check it out. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous. Yeah, I told you to... Do your hair up this morning. Right? I know. It's nice and poofy today. <laughs> you look great as always, <laughs> Leslie. And, uh, Byron, he's missing all these great stories and great opportunities. He's, he's still uh, – actually, he's on his way back from Down Under, so he will be back here so cool. uh, from his trip to uh, Australia and New Zealand. So excited to have him back next week. And a mm-hmm. uh, little reflection, if you did happen to miss – our show last week, very cool show. We had Jean Boldron in um, studio. He's the owner of Sherry Jean Cosmetics and uh, had a great story, uh, gosh, a very entertaining and educational story of his life growing up in Morocco, um, certainly coming to the United States to attend school there at LSU, and just how <laughs> his journey has come about. A really neat story. Uh, and, Jean, we appreciate, A, you telling the story, and, B, actually coming back this week. Yes. Yeah, best I've liked it. A few times, Leslie actually runs people off, and they don't come back, so we're glad you <laughs> decided And then we never figure out how the story to, ends, so. right? <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about Jean for a minute like he's not here. Yes. Uh, Leslie, what, uh, what was a takeaway or two you had from uh, his segment last well, week? Well, I just thought that it was really interesting because sometimes we have guests that know from day one that they, entrepreneurship is where they want to be. And Jean had spent so much time very satisfying time in corporate and it sounded like he actually he enjoyed it and was really immersed in that corporate culture and it was the uh you know basically as he got older and said i don't want to travel anymore that that flipped the switch but um you know sometimes that's what it takes it's not something that you are necessarily born with in my my case it was the same thing just something happened and i decided okay i can be an entrepreneur but you know it comes from both sides sometimes people know their whole lives that it's something that they want to do and other times there's just an event that happens and it thrusts you into the entrepreneurial ring you know i agree i resonated with your story john as well i spent 20 years in corporate america before i jumped off the cliff and started my own practice and firm here in charleston and uh, you mentioned the fact that certain things happen in life that give you perspective and 
I call that how to take your life from success to significance. And there's a great book. I wish I could. That's not mine. (laughs) I stole that one. (laughs) There's a great book called uh, Halftime by Bob Buford Mm. that was instrumental in my life in that journey. But it really was about things that you value in your life that you wanted to be able to spend more time building and pursuing and being a part of. And I found the only way I could do that was through the waters of entrepreneurship, not my role in corporate America. So I really did resonate. And I loved um, your statement that you made. You know, I'm a quote guy. I right, know. Leslie? I love it. Uh, and Byron's not here to steal mine this week. So uh, you said it's all about the people and it's not what you do. It's who you do it with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's absolutely a common thread that we've had over the last five years on this show that everybody talks about the people. Right. It's the people. And right. certainly um, almost in everything that we do in life, it's all about the people and the relationships. And what a testament, again, your story is about relationships over time and how they've developed you to where you are today. So uh, thanks for that. We're, I guess, ready to pick up the story from I know. where we left off. Yeah, let's do it. Let's so, do it. Uh, as we were leaving the show last week, we were talking about um, sort of your exit from corporate America and in totality. How many years was that, by the way? Uh, pretty recent, really, when I got out of, uh, out of uh, corporate. I mean, the first time I really left, the, the last large company that I worked for Friday was about uh, two years ago. But, but your total corporate experience? Oh, uh, about 30 years, probably. Yeah, so it was a, yeah. a lot of corporate experience. And um, talking about well, the I, fact that. I, I had a period of, of entrepreneuring there of, of three or four years where I'd unfortunately lost my first wife to a, um, a, a disease, and I started, a, uh, not, not willingly, mind you, uh, a consultant were uh, because I had by then met so many people and was in the business for a long time, and a lot of company asked me to say, well, we understand you want to stay with your kids uh, after this, this event and because I had three young kids, uh, but how about you consult with us? And I started to build a little a consultancy company uh, for franchising and international development. And I work with the hobbies of this work, Wendy's of this work, uh, Applebee's, and obviously always in the restaurant business. I also work with a private equity group out of New York. And so I did this for about three, four years. That was my first really inroad into entrepreneurship. Uh, learned a lot and uh, um, somehow the other. I got involved with a large group. Uh, called Quiznos. I was consulting and, and leading for them the international development, and uh, it was so bad that they asked me to join the company on a full-time basis, and I did uh, for a period of time uh, until I was hired away by, by Fridays at that point. Fridays, you know, wanted to and needed to have a... And so I, pl- I, I went back into, dived again into corporate America for a period of about eight years or nine years, um, before I got back again into entrepreneurship here with uh, with Chair Jean. So give our listeners real quick uh, an example, or not example, uh, I guess maybe a commercial on Sherry Jean Cosmetics and exactly what that business venture is. Well, it's all about bringing the Guinness technology and experience uh, into America for a skincare salon. If you know anything about uh, the uh, skincare industry in France, you have some very large cosmetic group. I mean, they... they a lot of them are based in France, but there's only one that really believes that their products, strictly speaking, belong in salon, in skincare salon, and that their technology in developing skincare uh, treatments 
was just as important as the product that they that they deal and where you only they only deal with their own product for their treatment and their treatments are made for their product and their product for their treatment so you have no way to hide and their treatment had known to be uh you know ahead i think of of most everyone uh, they have as a result a chain of about 500 a branded salon in Europe, and they are from Russia to Germany to England to France, where obviously they have a large presence in Spain. They are in the, in the Middle East. Uh, they've just opening in Morocco, actually, when I was there in France about six months ago. Uh, and so, but they've never opened one of their branded salon here. And so, when you have a success like this in 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 Europe, you're saying that uh, a lot of this applies to. Uh, or would make the ladies and the men here in the U.S. you know happy. And those treatments, and particularly the anti-aging uh, treatment that they're focused, that are their expertise, uh, are really second to none. Uh, and if you come and try one of those treatments, you will understand. Uh, it, it is so regimented, by the way, the way we do things, that every treatment room has a computer that takes the esthetician through every single step, every single dose, every single almost gesture uh, to ensure uh, full compliance uh, with the quality of the treatment and the accuracy of the treatment. So what we offer is really just second to none uh, because because of, of what's going on in, in this room. And so all of our estheticians have been trained by French uh, trainer, certified trainers. Uh, and so what we're bringing is a different level and a different quality uh, of, of skin care. Now, uh, in the- how did you get introduced to this company and decide this is where this is what i want to do yes good question because your background was more on the restaurant yes, side this of, is yeah, not, not skin care right we, <laughs> yeah know. we've How taken a, <laughs> taken a lot of journey. beat up for this <laughs> trust me when i decided that from my wife she yes. was just not too happy but <laughs> she's like you don't know anything about skincare. this isn't hamburgers and french fries you're a restaurant guy Come exactly on. how did this uh, happen completely but yeah i mean it, it's all about the experience i'm in the experience business and I take it a step backward in the restaurant industry. You are also in the experience business. You know, the experience can be a good meal. But the whole thing is how you you experience the restaurant from the time you enter the restaurant to the time that you get your meal and how you interact with your waiter and the way you enjoy the ambiance, the music and the bar if there is one and the moment you come out. And it's not just, you know, if you come out of this restaurant and you said, well, the food was good. You just that's not that's just not enough. I mean, every people that work in the restaurant business will tell you mm-hmm. that that does not differentiate you enough. But if you come out and say, I had a great time, you know, that's really where it's at. And, and you have really built the experience to a higher level. And so the level of satisfaction, that's when you come back. You come back because you've had a great experience. You know and you trust the brand that you're dealing with, the restaurant you're dealing with, you come back. Well, it's the same thing in the skincare business. Now, I, I recognize I'm not an esthetician. Mm-hmm. I recognize I haven't studied cosmetic, but I, I understand what bringing a great experience is all about, and I know how to train people to deliver that. And so I look at this from that particular standpoint where I'm in the experience business. I want people to have an absolute amazing experience when it comes to their skincare, their body treatments, their waxing, or their... Uh, makeup in our salon and take that to the next level. And so what you do is you train the esthetician to deliver at that level. They not only need to be trained by a French esthetician, they need to be trained in the people's business. 
Uh, and so I talk about the customer journey in our, uh, in our salon, and this is critical. You know, so yes, I was not in the cosmetic business, but I'm in the experience business. And yes, I study what I did uh, in order to ensure, that, you know, that we do what we do right. I work very closely with Gino uh, France. In fact, we had the, uh, an esthetician, a trainer with us for at least two months here, uh, ensuring that we were delivering at the level that uh, we needed to. I must say, we've been blessed with Stephanie and Vanessa and Tess as high quality uh, esthetician. Uh, in our salon, uh, it, it's, it has been. They deliver uh, the, 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 that experience at the level that is second to none. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I love the idea of, of an experience because I think we're all in business. We all own businesses. But at the end of the day, we're all delivering an experience. And that's what makes the difference, right? And so in case you're wondering, by the way, whose uh, voice that is that's, that's describing that experience, it's uh, Jean Boldron, who is the owner of of Sherry Jean Cosmetics uh, here in Charleston. And, John, you talked about the fact that um, you know, Gino is a major company in Europe, and this is the first opportunity for them to come to the United States and have a franchise. Uh, talk a little bit about why Charleston. Well, why Charleston? I mean, I, two things. I mean, I think the, the, the diversity of the demographic in and around Charleston certainly led us to believe that uh, we would find and, and develop the brand in different enough environment that we could really probe the, uh, the opportunity for growth for this company across the nation. So we thought whether you developed in Mount Pleasant, whether you develop in downtown, uh, Charleston, whether you develop in Somerville, whether you go in West Ashley, you find sufficient different demographic and retail environments that you can pretty much tell whether or not this brand is going to be relevant and accepted in the different trade area across America. So there was there something for us to say this is a, a, a microcosm, if you will, of, of uh, demographic environments that will allow us to test the brand. Now, it so happened that my wife and I live here, so that's also make it uh, very, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's really nothing more than that. And so you are a new entrepreneur, relatively new entrepreneur in the Charleston area for the past couple of years. How have you found the environment as far as other entrepreneurs? Are there resources that you've been able to use um, as far as building the brand uh, I, I found that uh, it is a uh, very supportive environment. Mm-hmm. It's a very network-driven environment in the uh, Charleston Mont Pleasant area. Right. And that it is very important for us to network across all the organization, women's organization, business organization uh, that we can, you know, be relevant to uh, in order to make our business relevant for the community and get getting to know. Because our business, like no others, is a word of mouth business. It only takes a successful treatment for one lady talking to another saying, well, I have been at Gino's and they've had this fantastic facial called, you know, lift some mom that we just introduced, uh, and it is second to none, you should go and try it. That's when we win. And one word gets to another word, and third. And so for that, you know, we, uh, we found that very important. We also think that sponsoring, being relevant to the community, is important. In fact, Gino is going to be a major sponsor of the Volvo Tennis Tournament coming up here on Daniel Island. And so, uh, you know, we are actually uh, raffling now tickets for people that want to go to the tennis tournament. Come visit Gino. 
you know, we are giving tickets both uh, for the day and for the final, as well as uh, box, the entire box, five people box. Uh, we think it's so important, you know, because there is an association between skin care and sports. That is obvious. Yeah. People that do what they need to do to keep themselves healthy, you know, also people that are care that care about their skin. And so we want to be part of that of that equation. But we are sponsoring other events as well. And by the way, Jean, if somebody wants to get more information on Guino uh, location and website, <coughs> give us a little information. So www.guinocarolinas.com or on Facebook, Guino Carolinas, or on uh, Instagram, obviously. You will find all information that you want about us. But if you're interested in Guino itself, it's www.guino.com, G-U-I-N-O-T, and Guino Carolinas with an S. Uh, at the end, dot com uh, is us and, and our business. You can find all of our product. You can find all of our team on there. You can find all of our treatment. We also have an app uh, that you can download to your phone. It's a, a Gino and uh, find the Gino app. And it would allow you to book directly into our salon, to talk directly to your esthetician, to look at the product that you want or the treatment that you want to choose. But even if you don't know what treatment you want, you come to the salon, you always will get a, a free consultation. The esthetician will see what your needs are, what you want to get, and will always advise as to the best way to, to get to where you want to be uh, from a skincare standpoint. I think I'm going to wait on the uh, the Gino app that does the treatment <laughs> itself. So I can just sit from my own home and do treatment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exciting. So um, as uh, an entrepreneur – who, again, has so much experience in the corporate world. I know you guys have plans for several locations around the low country. Talk a minute or two, though, about uh, the other side of that coin, some of the struggles and challenges you've had as you've launched this business. Give a, give a little insight to some of those obstacles that you've come across. Uh, the first and the biggest obstacle is that there's a lot of construction going on in this, in this city, and uh, it's very difficult to find the right entrepreneur to support your uh, development and construction process. And uh, we uh, have had problems. Uh, we is the construction of the first salon. Uh, we were late, about a month and a half uh, in the doing. Uh, maybe we selected the wrong, you know, um, uh, entrepreneur to support the construction of our of our salon, but that really hurt us. And mm-hmm. uh, you realize how important it is to plan every part of this mm-hmm. and to really select properly uh, the person that's going to support the construction of your salon. That was a real challenge. Uh, and then it's the coordination of the training. Uh, of all the esthetician and making sure that, you know, everybody is ready on time to perform at the level that you need to perform and also to prepare the, the right marketing uh, activity for your salon ahead of time to make sure that you are relevant. You know, we did a lot of um, serving people that are influencing in this, in this, mm-hmm. in this market. Uh, we thought it was important for them to recognize and try what, what we are. It's obviously they have the merit of having large followers, and certainly we wanted to have the benefit of that. And we did, but unfortunately the timing, because the construction was late, didn't work as well as we want. So the, the beginning was difficult. Mm-hmm. And so what is your five-year plan? Uh, where do you see you and the company in the next five years? Well, we we have, I mean, that's to, to an extent is working to the core of what I do mm-hmm. is developing brand. Right. So we have a plan to open three salon here in, in the market. We have signed a lease in Somerville at the next, uh, at that next on shopping center, which is a beautiful development. If you've not been, it's going to be, I think, the new heart of, of Somerville. Uh, we have a small location 
yet they give us all the tools that we need to deliver the quality skincare that, that we will. Uh, then we're going to go down probably in the south part of Mount Pleasant, very close to the bridge, um, or in town in Charleston. It's still in the play mm-hmm. uh, to open the third location. Once we have that, we'll probably take about six months to really define the economic model and the business model of, uh, of this Guino before we embark into the next phase of the development, which will be done either through franchising uh, or partnering uh, or licensing. Uh, there's different venues that are open to us. We have the exclusive right to this brand to several states in the U.S. if indeed we meet our development goal. Uh, and so we're very excited. So, Jean, speak to the fact of growth and, and the vision of going forward uh, when it comes to kind of evaluating that and making those decisions about spending more capital to grow. Who do you turn to for that advice and wise counsel? Well, the first person I t- turn to is my wife. <laughs> she sees us doing. But outside of that, no, obviously, we have financial support uh, from different financial institutions that I have been working with for many years. Uh, but the, the reality is uh, I am supported very, very closely by Gino, and we have some very precise financial objective, both in terms of how the business is going to work from a total revenue standpoint, but also the dynamic of the business. This is about what part of your business is done with treatment, what part of the business is done with product, uh, and you know what is the efficiencies of the esthetician that you have on board, how many hours are productive and unproductive, and this sort of thing. So all this is measured very carefully uh, to try to define the, uh, the the business model. Which, by the way, speaks volumes to the franchise model. Again, we talk a lot on this show about those who are franchise owners versus those who, who are just completely independent. And there's pros and cons of both sides, but you're finding certainly a lot of value from being affiliated in a franchise model. Yeah, from, a, from a business uh, support standpoint, yeah. indeed. I mean, the marketing is completely new, though, for them here in the U.S. So their support is probably a lot less relevant here from that standpoint. But on the business side, yes. I mean, they certainly know the uh, the skincare salon business. Um, I, I'm just curious. What is something that you think has surprised Guino in France about what you're doing here? Uh, you kind of brought an American, you know, a, a French brand to America. Have they been surprised by anything that you found in this market? Like you said, the marketing is all new to them. So what are they learning from you as an entrepreneur? Well, I, I think they're learning that uh, you don't develop a brand in a new in a country like here, like you do in the U.S. That obviously the, the, the people react differently. The notion of value, for example, is certainly different. Uh, the practice of skincare is not the same here in the U.S. as it would be in some other country. So there's a lot of learning, and uh, you need to be humble a little bit when you come to a country like this and open-minded uh, because not everybody reacts the same way that it would react in Europe to, uh, to a skincare. You know, a lot of the advertising, just an example, uh, in, in France come through the telephone where they send SMS message. You get on your phone that says, well, for the next 12 hours, you know, we're going to get 20% off your favorite uh, cream or product. And people react pretty quickly to these sort of things. Here, that does not work. You know, the SMS message just is a new thing, and, and really people are not reactive as much. And we've had a lot of conversation uh, based around this. It's more email-driven. And so you need to rethink about how you approach this this whole contact with the consumer and the uh, yeah, and you, you know, you talk about the the dynamics of being able to learn from the franchise, but Les, I think you're a great, great point that the franchise is probably learning from your experience as well. Of course. 
Wonderful. Well, um, uh, last thing I'll ask before we switch over to a quick lightning round that Leslie likes to do is just in terms of the local uh, environment here in Charleston. Talk a, a minute about certainly our population growth is immense and all that great <coughs> stuff. But what do you see from sort of the infrastructure of Charleston and how it's helped you uh, continue to have that vision of growing your business? Well, I mean, it's all about growth. I mean, certainly Mont Pleasant is a very high growth environment. And so for us to find the first trade area, we wanted to find an area that was uh, made of a lot of newcomers, people that moved into the city that was fairly open about where they were going to get their services. And so you also look then for a shopping center area that will give you access to this particular type of market and willing to give you the exclusivity for your business in that particular market so you can be relevant to that type of people. So being in a high growth, high development area like this is 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 very Great relevant. Timing, Same Great thing time. that's happening in Somerville with our next site. Uh, Great. Well, this is called uh, Beyond the Business, People You Know, Stories You Don't. So I'm going to fire a couple of questions at you that are not a business related, but let's see how you answer them, okay? You ready? Absolutely. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Best Shoot. book you ever read? Whew. Um, <laughs> I, told see, I told you. Here it was coming. You, you know, um, oof, they, they, they but good to great. Good to uh, great. Jim Collins. Good to great. great Jim Collins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that marked me as far as, you know, what you need to do and take it to the next level every time. You the, know, don't, don't satisfy yourself with good enough. The most important social media tool in your business? Facebook. Facebook. Very good. Most influential person in your life? Well, there were several, but I, I would say my father. Mm-hmm. The My thing father was mo- a successful entrepreneur, and he, and he, he shaped me. you. Yeah. Yes, the thing you're most proud of. My kids. Your that's I'm yeah, gonna get a new question because that's yeah. <laughs> Everybody's kids. Uh, Everybody's- Natalie, Jeremy, and yes. Caroline, as well as uh, the kids of my wife, uh, Nick, uh, Talia, and, and Noah. That's uh, an easy they, one. They make our and lives. The number one thing on your bucket list left to do: climb Kilimanjaro. I mean, you've traveled the world. What What's the one thing? I, I, I want to be successful with what I do. Uh, here and 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 make that entrepreneur and that next business successful that, that's what's next well on your way jean Boldron, again owner of sherry jean cosmetics here in uh, the low country thank you for your story and your time today and congrats on your success thank you for having me and thank you to our listeners for another yes. edition here this morning on 94.3 wsc and iheart radio beyond the business and make sure to follow the fun on our facebook page and twitter beyond the business and until next Saturday morning, Low Country, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.